0: In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's up, gangsters? We're back for another episode of DishCast. It is the fourth of August, twenty twenty, and uh, yeah, how's your week been? Did you go to the shop? Did you wear a mask? You carrying around your hand sanitizer in your pocket, or did you leave it at home? Shit. Yeah. that was my uh, wake-up alarm. It's like twelve o'clock. That's that's the little faith. I fucking I was meant to wake up at about ten a.m. Uh, ended up waking up about eleven. And I just I've, this is this has happened a couple of times since it's been hot. But I've just woken up to just. Like the feeling of a fly on my nose. Just that little tickly, tickly feeling. I had that going on this morning. Oh, God. So, so horrible. Because you're dreaming first. You're thinking about the dream that you're having. I don't know what I was thinking about. It was probably, probably something nose related. Probably something smell related. I was just like, what the fuck is that? Woke up. Oh, God, and it's still in it somewhere. I nearly got him a minute ago, but I'll get him soon. If you hear, like, a buzzy sound and then, like, a big clap sound, then that'll be me trying to trying to get to that fly. But, yeah, bloody face masks. Mandatory now. You know, compulsory. You go into a shop, you got to wear them. Um, I've only been to Tesco twice since that kind of thing, like, like big Tesco, you know? Um, first time I went... It was kind of late, so I wasn't really paying much attention. I was just buying water for my beer, making beer. I was like, um, with my mate, I was like, what do you want to do? It was him and my other mate were like, know So I was like, well, I do need to get about 60 litres of water and you've got a car. So late night buying water, that happened. But I didn't notice anyone with um, masks on. That was about a week ago. <coughs> From what I heard though, you, you, like in shops you had to wear a mask. But the amount of people, the second time I went in, which was a few days ago, the amount of people that just aren't wearing them, you know, our uh, sh- shops have come out and said they're not going to force people to wear them. So that's why I was just like, there's like, but the, the, the main thing I noticed, it wasn't adults not wearing them, there was adults not wearing them, but kids. Like there'll be parents who are wearing them. There he is, the fucker. Oh, there'll be parents not wearing them. Um, no, sorry. <laughs> there'll be parents wearing them. You know, they've got their masks on. So they've obviously made a conscious decision. I need to wear my mask because I'm going to the shop. And there'll be small children with them, and the the kids aren't wearing them. So if you're not going to give your kids to fucking wear the mask, kids are going to go to school. You know, I don't know if I got COVID. I probably don't, but you never know, do you? Sorry if I accidentally gave your child COVID, and then he goes and spreads to two hundred other children next time he's at school. Do they not make kid size masks? I don't. I don't have a kid. I don't know. But no, I was talking to my friend and he said that his kid is uh wearing a mask when he goes out. I just that, that was the main thing I noticed when I was in the shop. Most people wearing them, but the people that weren't wearing them were uh were were kids, a higher majority. Back at work now. It's uh yeah, it's pretty bad. You know <laughs> The, our government in the UK is doing this. I can't remember what it's called. Help to eat, uh, eat out, eat out for less or some shit. I can't remember what it's called. So, like, all uh, a lot of food places that do eat in food, it's like 50% off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And when you work in, in a restaurant, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're, they're sa- Well, Monday, Tuesday, in particular, they're, they're a sacred time of rest. Cause you just had the busy, uh, the, the the busy weekend and you do all your Sunday jobs in Sunday evening and you're like, well, it's all right. I've got till, uh, got till Thursday, Friday before it gets busy again. You know, but no, no. Monday, Tuesday now dominated by people fucking coming in, paying half price. I'm not sure how it works, though. Is it the government that's paying the other half or is it? Like my work that's paying. I don't know who's the one compensating. Who's the one bringing up the rest? You know what I mean, I'd be. I should have. I should have just looked into it. But it's an interesting scheme. I I know why they they've done. They've done it to apparently kickstart the economy again. Um, because obviously so many people have been on furlough. All the shops have been closed. But is this the way to do it? I don't know. I just don't know what the, t- the, d- the tactic is there. Yes, people can go out more because they'll be able to afford to. But you've got a higher risk of getting COVID if you're out. And everyone keeps talking about the second wave. The second wave. Yeah, the second wave is coming. We're going to have a second lockdown. That's the thing about being furloughed is when I came back... Half of the people I work with are giving it their all because they know that they're back. And they're like, well, you know, we're back. Let's back into, you know, jump straight back into hard work. And the other half are like, nah, it's going to be a second lockdown soon. Don't worry about it. It's a second lockdown soon. So it's just a constant batting heads of, uh, butting heads. Sorry. Butting heads of those two ideas. It's like, come on, get on with it, guys. We've got to do this. And there's people like, No. I enjoyed the first furloughing, thank you. I'm not going to knacker myself out for the second one, you know? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever really talked about my job on this podcast. Because I actually am a dish boy, you know? It says, my, you know, the channel is Dish Boy Podcasts, and that wasn't a mistake. I mean, I did talk about it a bit with James Uh last week or the week before on the, on the episode of Rolly's at the Back because he is a chef I've got a brother who's a chef and I'm a kitchen porter that is actually my job it's not just the the name that I've steered into no one's decided to call me that, that's just the name that I decided to make myself and then if you say it enough around people it just sort of sticks now people do actually say that to me dish boy <laughs> which is fine <laughs> hey dish boy get some pans I'll go to the back get some pans I'll give him a wipe first yeah for sure I'll give you a wipe I'll give him a wipe first but yeah it's uh, it's busy it's busy uh, working in a restaurant when it's uh, when you've just been away for three months I, I made a conscious choice to do this podcast today because I've been so tired on my days off last week and the week before that. I just I don't know if I just couldn't bring myself to Talk, but I'm doing it today. Um, I've got a lot of topics to go. I don't know if we'll stick to the structure that I established last week because I can't remember what it was. Uh, we had segments, didn't we? It was, yeah, there was a Twitter segment and a film segment and something else. Oh, yeah, emails. <laughs> don't worry about that one no. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see. I haven't looked. Um, I saw this thing, it was about, um, Joe Rogan having a go of v- like professional video gamers. <laughs> it was the most boomer rant I've ever heard. Basically, he's just got this guy on his podcast, and he's like, "You know, vi- the problem with video games is video games is a f- game- video games are fucking fun." I've got a- it's a real problem. That's what he keeps saying. <laughs> it's a real problem because I- I've got a real problem with them because. And then he goes on to talk about how you, no, you, you're you better off, instead of playing video games, uh, learning martial arts, and eventually opening up a dojo, because that's more likely... He says, for, for, in two to three years, you you're running your own dojo. You're running your own dojo. 200 kids, teaching them martial arts, $20 a week, that's your rent. And he's saying shit like that. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> I was seeing it I was just like man he's so out of touch he's so out of touch I don't know why he would comment on this subject it's not his world you know video game streaming and video games isn't his world the video game industry isn't like a, an industry for any boomers that are listening it's not an industry for people that just like make games, or work for a soft, you know, uh, video game software developers, or whatever. Um, there's a whole industry in esports, you know, uh, conventions, not just, like, uh, participating in conventions. People plan those conventions. People people there, um, you know, obviously developers too. Streamers, there's a huge industry of streamers. Uh, people that do that and shit and I don't know why I'm even getting annoyed about it because <laughs> I don't really even partake in that industry but it it annoys me I, I like the Joe Rogan podcast fucking give me like 20 minutes of watching clips of him and I'll fucking fall down the Joe Rogan fucking rabbit hole all of a sudden it's like 2am and I'm watching him and Bill Burr talk about fucking Komodo dragons and shit. Yeah, I do I very much enjoy the show. In fact, recently he had a Post Malone on there and that was a pretty good episode. But it just came off as like arrogant and, I don't know, out of touch. Because he often does that on the show. He, the two things I don't like about the Joe Rogan show is he's so quick to like believe a conspiracy. If anyone's ever like... um oh, I, I saw Aliens was, blah, blah, blah. He's like, really? And he gets like, really? Like, really? <laughs> he gets like super excited and he wants to hit, because he, he does believe all that shit, you know? And then there's how he will sometimes just completely say something that I don't believe or understand, why he even decided to make a comment on the matter. And this is one of them, like, why even? It's not your world, Joe. You know? And the fact that he had to sort of turn the comment about it that he said, because he, he prefaced the the quote by saying, "It's a real problem," it's a real problem, and then he has to he has to incorporate what he does know, which is martial arts. But why even bring the video game thing into it at all? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not I'm not even a gamer, I'm not even offended. It just it was just funny because <laughs> I subscribe to a lot of like like uh gamers. Um this guy um critical and PewDiePie, obviously. They both made videos about it. And it was just it was it was more funny seeing people get annoyed about it because it was trending on trending on Twitter. People were that annoyed about it. <laughs> it's not his world I don't know why he commented on it but it's not his world and you know people should really give him a break it was like an offhand comment it was like a 20 second clip that went viral as well it's not like he went on like this huge rant about it he just he was just a comment he made for 20 seconds Um, I mean I didn't even see the whole fucking clip I didn't see the whole it, maybe it goes on then he goes on to talk about how he thinks they're great probably fucking doesn't though Joe Rogan Spotify exclusive Joe Rogan, but yeah, he uh, he does a good show. He does a good show. If like if you like Joe Rogan, if you like uh, just interviews and stuff, I think he's probably leading the leading the charge at the moment. Or just that that sale to Spotify kind of says it all, really. Like two, I think I spoke to, spoke about this before, but two hundred million dollars to buy podcasts is pretty fucking fucking crazy. If that was the number, if I'm remembering. It remembering it properly. Just got a bloody text from my brother. I'll read you the headline. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not really funny. You know, it's, it's just really interesting what science can do. Man has penis grown on his arm after losing genitalia to sepsis. And then there's a picture of him with his arm out, but it's pixelated, which is a shame. Because I would have liked to have seen... How it was positioned on his arm. You know how they can do that now? They can just grow like an ear on a mouse or whatever. Well, now man's got his got a penis grown on his arm. If I go on up I can see a non-pixelated picture. That's amazing, though. Really. That's amazing. You would, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> there was a chance. If you lost it, and there was a chance to grow it back, do you get to... <laughs> Do you get to choose the size? Can you not make it like it was before, please? Can you make it a bit bigger? Would you mind? <laughs> when I saw my penis go black, I was beside myself. It was like a horror film, says Malcolm MacDonald. Malcolm MacDonald, 45, has had his replacement penis growing on his arm for four years. Oh, geez. It's a slow burn, then. It doesn't just it doesn't just pop up like a fucking cucumber. <laughs> uh, has had his replacement penis growing on his arm for four years after losing his genitalia to severe blood infection. That's fucked, dude. That's fucked. The one thing you wouldn't want to lose. Poor guy. After a severe sepsis infection caused by the loss of his genitalia, a 45-year-old man has become the first to have a new bionic penis grafted on his arm. All right, I, I'm really, I'd, I'd love to know the procedure of that. So he has to walk around all day for four years with a, with a knob on his arm and then what? And then after he he's happy with the size <laughs> after he's happy uh, with it well, they just they just lop it off. They just lop it off, and then just pop it on where it should go. Science is amazing, really. You can't you can't knock science for coming up with things like this. Who would have thought, you know, a hundred years ago, that you'd ever be able to grow a knob on an arm? <laughs> Malcolm McDonald, a mechanic from Nor- 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 Norfolk was due to have the new appendage attached to his genitalia in 2018, but a series of delays resulted in him living with the genitalia in his arm for the past four years. Oh, okay. I really should read these first. The new penis was created by Professor uh, David Ralph, a consultant urologist at University College London Hospitals, who specializes in penile reconstruction. He told Mr. McDonald the procedure would take up to two years. Damn. You commit to two years with a knob on your arm, you get four. That's just the way it goes sometimes with knobs on your arm. Speaking to the son, Mr. McDonald said he was elated to have the chance of a new start and hoped it would boost his self-confidence, as well as enable him to do simple things like using the loo. That's not what you want it, mate. Come on. That's not why you, you, you want a knob. You want it? You want it for the, you know, you know. I mean, I I know what I want it for. (laughs) What am I talking about? This is. (laughs) Uh, um, Right. Well, we've got to finish it now. The procedure involved taking a flap of skin containing blood vessels and nerves from Mister McDonald's left arm and rolling it into a phallic shape. The surgeons then created a urethra and inserted two tubes connected to a pump that allow Miss McDonald to achieve a mechanical erection. Sick. The shaft of the new penis was then detached from the forearm, allowing it to dangle. No, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, the shaft of the new penis was then detached from the forearm, allowing it to dangle and grow skin and tissue on its own. Shouldn't that say Attached. Not detached. Detached. It was detached, so you could take it off and put it back on again. No. Is that what detached means? Detachable. It should say, it says detached on here. It should say attached. Fucking hell. Independent. Goddamn. Bloody hell. (laughs) Mr. McDonald's lost his penis after strolling. See, is there anything new we can say here? I knew deep down it was gone, and I was gonna lose it. I don't know why he's a Geordie. He's from he's from Norfolk, Nor- Norfolk. I don't know. I don't. I knew deep down I would. I was gone. I knew deep down it was gone, and I was never gonna going to lose it. No, and I was gonna lose it. Then one day, it just dropped off on the floor. For two years after losing his penis, Mr. Mr. McDonald said, life really fell apart. (laughs) Is that Norfolk? I'm just doing like hot fuzz voice. Everyone in their mums has got knobs on their arms up in here. Two years after losing his penis, Mr. McDonald says, "Life life really fell apart until he referred to Prof. Ralph. When the time came to reattach the penis to his groin area he was unwell and the surgery had to be postponed. That's shit in it. That's shit pop like. Uh blah blah blah. Well, I, ha- I hope you know, um What's his name again? Mark McDonald. Um Good luck to you with that. If you if you if you're hearing this and you want to come onto Dishcast to talk about the knob on your arm um, that would be very interesting. I'd like to know very in-depth about that. It's, it's a bit like that film The Island, you know, except with a knob. Like, Ewan McGregor is a rich kind of uh, yachtsman, and it turns out that he's got a clone inside a facility because this is like completely the narrative backwards for this film. It turns out that he's got a a clone in a facility, just in case he breaks his leg or loses his knob, and he can just get the clones that, and then the clone escapes and chases after him, and then the film ends, and it's Michael Bay film is bad, but it's a bit like that kind of, except with a knob on her arm, on your arm inst- instead of a, uh, and McGregor in a white jumpsuit. That's 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 what I that's what I think about that. Fucking hell, it's hot today. Jesus Christ! I went to the fucking pub the other day. Um, my good friend Ian, uh, is like in charge of a pub. Um, so I thought if I was going to go to a pub, and you know, risk COVID, then I'm going to go to the one that he's managing because he's told me about all the precautions they've taken and all that shit. Um, so that was the first pint post, post lockdown, went to the, uh, went to the black boy, I had a bloody pint. That was nice. Weird though. Very weird. Cause it, the, the, the sort of pubs I go to, they're not the kind of pubs that do table service, you know, they've really had to adjust to that. They're the kind of pubs where, you know, locals just walk behind the bar and make themselves selves pints, you know? table service is a bit unheard of in my locals but yeah then I went to the pub again the other day so I've been to the pub twice now which is a lot considering I didn't go for three months but and the second time I just finished work and then my mates were playing frisbee golf near where I work so I was like oh I guess I can just I'll just walk over to them hang about and I wasn't playing though, and I just done a late shift and an early shift, and then, and I, for anyone who doesn't know, frisbee golf, you spend most of your time just walking around looking for where the where your frisbee is. And I didn't have a frisbee, so I was just kind of helping everyone find their frisbees. So I did, probably ended up doing the most walking out of everyone, and everyone's just drinking beers, including me. We're all drinking beers, and I'm being, I'm I'm now now I'm carrying just rubbish around. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, Max can carry that. And then as we're walking, I'm like, well there's rubbish here that isn't from us, but I'm gonna pick it up anyway, because I've got a bag a Tesco bag full of rubbish. So I may as well just you know, may as well steer into this at this point. <laughs> so now I'm litter picking <laughs> Now it's uh <laughs> Now they're playing Frisbee Golf and I'm litter picking. But yeah, uh, fucking hot it was. Very hot. And then we're like, um let's go to the pub. So went to the pub. I'd already had maybe three or four tinnies when we were out. Uh, but I was just like, cause I, because I'd just done the late shift and I did an early shift and I had four pints, I was fucked, like drunk. Because I I mean I, I drink my home brews, but I'll only have like one or two if I'm going to have any at all. Um, and I'm not sure the al- alcohol content, but having four pints on a hot day when you're fucking knackered it's fucking yeah. I was drunk. I was drunk before I got to the pub, and then I got to the pub, and I was like, "Well, haven't had Guinness for a while, so then I have two Guinness, and I'm just fucking like, I'm, I, my mate Seb, he's giving me a lift home, and I'm just fucking drunk. I'm just chatting shit to him in the car. Um, <laughs> yeah, good, good, uh, good, good pub trip. It's good to be back at the pub, even if. It's not exactly as it was, but um, the guy I know, a, a, a guy I work with, the pub I usually go to in town, like literally just reopened, so that's the one I'll be going to soon. And it's like a, I don't want to say grotty, it's not grotty. It's like it's it's kind of a nice pub. I think it's the oldest pub in my town, but it's um, it's like a late night pub. You know, I used to, when I worked in town, I used to finish at 12 o'clock and then go there. And it was always open until like three. Um, I think they've taught, brought that back a little bit, but it's like the the last pub open, you know. And so it's interesting that uh, that didn't, that pub didn't reopen. You know, they got, they're reestablishing rules and stuff. I can imagine why they didn't actually kind of, because it's, it is a pub, but it's kind of, it's very barry and... It's an it's like an inside pub, you know. They've got a garden, but you kind of it's kind of a nice inside. And if they're open till late, then social distancing just fucking goes out the window, doesn't it? Really, I know they're doing their best everywhere. Everyone who works in hospitality, including me, everyone's doing their best. But when it's a fucking busy Friday night and I'm wearing a, I'm in a hot kitchen and wearing a mask, you know, no one can. I'm, everyone's talking to each other like this. I can't fucking. No one can understand what the fuck everyone's saying. You know, you do cheat a little bit. I've got to bring it down past my nose. And then if someone comes in, I just bring it back up again. So I don't envy anyone who's fucking working in hospitality at the moment because it's fucking horrible, you know? It's 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 hard because then also you've got... You've just got to deal with all these people that are coming in all the time and no one... Everyone's got different, like, horror stories about what where it went through during lockdown and everyone's been to different places that have instituted and put in place different rules, you know. So everyone's got something to compare it to the whole time. So whatever you do, it's never going to be quite right for every person. You know, from what I've heard, there's, you know, there's people that are really appreciative of what what we're doing. But from what I've heard from where my, uh, where my mates work, you know, the people are just giving them shit. As soon as alcohol is introduced, you know, like I said just before... Social distancing just gets fucking out the window, you know? Oh, how you doing, mate? I've seen you in two months. And you just, everyone's just fucking hugging each other. <laughs> oh, get the pints in. Oh, we can't, well, we can't go to the bar, can we? We just gotta wait. Oh, so I'll right. we'll go and sit on a bench over there. And they sit on the bench for fucking 15 minutes because they didn't go inside first. So they didn't check to make sure that they all meant to do that, you know? Hey. And then the, the lady just, comes out fucking barman bar lady comes out for a cigarette oh I didn't know you boys were here we've been sitting here for 15 minutes oh sorry boys let's go and get your pot yeah you will do love (laughs) it's just a fucking nightmare I'm glad I don't work front of house job I'm a back of house boy like Quasimodo you know I get to just stay on my own no one speaks to me all day. No, that's not true. People do speak to me. At least at least one of the people I speak to, though, well, at least one of the people that I work with probably think I'm Polish. I reckon. A couple of them. They probably reckon I'm Polish. I just get that vibe. I think I heard, yeah, last year the person who who said that doesn't work there anymore, but yeah, I heard from someone I was friends with that they thought I was Polish <laughs> i just don't I just don't say anything if it's busy and I'm trying to work, I'll go out for a fag having a quick roly bring my bring my mask down, have a roly if I'm told to wear goggles, I gotta wear goggles sometimes as well, having a rollie, I go in and I'm just fucking smashing it, you know. Shit's coming back, I'm throwing it from one hand to the other, I'm fucking washing, got my spray in one hand. Just fucking absolutely creaming plates, I am. Max, can you bring over these small bowls? Fuck yeah, I can. Here I come, and I'm fucking bringing more than they asked for. In it goes in the hot cupboard. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm stupid have this week actually. I just, uh, yeah, since I'm just talking about how like good I am at my job, there was an incident this week where I, I was showing that I I do let my mind wander occasionally, which which well, you've probably noticed on this podcast. I do just sort of let my mind let my mind wander. Fucking, I was fucking. <laughs> I, was fucking uh, I was I had this bowl that I was meant to wash up, like a big mixing bowl, and had chocolate at the bottom, like high quality, like nice chocolate. But obviously it was probably a bit old, so it was just, you know, put on my section for me to wash up. So I fucking put it in the sink and I'm spraying it out with my hose, my hot water hose. And it's just this chocolatey, like Belgium delicious, creamy mist just hits my face and I'm just there just breathing, just breathing it in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just standing there and it's just going in my face. And I'm just allowing it to happen. I'm allowing it to I'm I'm allowing myself to get succumbed by this the, the delicious creamy chocolatey smell and it's just going in I'm just going into all my all my vapours and I'm breathing it in my mouth. <sighs> <laughs> just just let it happen. And then uh <laughs> someone taps me on the back. Like hey, Max, are you okay? I'm like I'm just <laughs> just <laughs> just turn around like what? and uh, they're they're like what's up? and I'm like what? and I look at I look at the clock and like it's been 10 minutes like 10 minutes I've just been staring maybe with my eyes closed maybe with them like rolled back into my head like just with the whites showing I'm not sure because I wasn't I couldn't see myself but I was just <laughs> standing there just sprayed spraying wore into a giant fucking bowl of chocolate just breathed in this Belgium chocolate dreamland <laughs> meanwhile people were fucking putting plates next to me and the chef's like Max can you get me and I'm just fucking <laughs> Max can I nick a Rizzler hey Max Max, I think he's gone. I think he's gone. (laughs) So stupid. It was hot that day, though. It was hot, and I hadn't had lunch. I was an easy victim for the chocolate bowl. I really was. Right, um... What could my next topic be? What a horrible sound. Sorry if you had to hear that. That's the sound of my boom moving. Um... Yeah, I've actually I've been following. I didn't choose to; it just sort of happened. I, I'm following this fucking Johnny Depp Amber Heard situation uh, because I was on YouTube and I didn't know anything about it really. I knew that he he wasn't. It wasn't all it. It was said. She, it, it it didn't happen as the way she said it was. Yeah, that's all I knew really. But I've had to look into it since because I'm, I'm now hooked on it. Hooked on hearing the truth uh but yeah i was on youtube and there was this video of the first day of the trial and there's all these fans waiting outside and everyone's supporting johnny and everyone's like booing amber heard you know so i'm like what the fuck's happened so i'm looking into it i didn't realize it was there was more than one day i thought maybe they had to just give you know their accounts and then it's decided on the day i didn't realize it was such a huge thing but Johnny Depp is suing the Sun newspaper, which is a UK newspaper, for allegedly, you know, calling him a wife beater as a reason as to why he was fired from Disney. Or that, yeah, they just they came out and said that he was a wife beater. So Johnny Depp was fired from Disney because of that, and he could have lost, you know, fucking so much money, like seventy million dollars, maybe, you know. I think on the last Pirates of Caribbean film. He made like $50 million and then some back end, you know. He's making fucking bank with those films. So for The Sun to publish that and then for him to potentially have lost his Disney deal because of it, he's like, yeah, fuck that, yeah. It's not true. But also, yeah, he wants to clear his name because fucking shit. I've been looking into it and this Amber Heard, she's a fucking crazy bitch. The, the stuff she's fucking... There's this, there's recorded, um, the, you know, there's like voice recordings of them having arguments. And it's like, there's one where it's like right after they've had a huge physical domestic the night before. And he's like, you, you punched me in the face last night. And she's like, no, I didn't. You don't know what you did, You didn't get punched. You baby, you didn't get punched. And he's like, don't tell me what it's, what it's like to be punched. You had a closed fist, you know, that's what we keep saying. You had a closed fist. And she's like, oh, I didn't get for you. didn't get punched. And he's like, I had to call up Travis. And Travis is like their security guy. I had to call up Travis to come up and like rip you away from me because you're fucking, you know, going for me. Just sending combos to the face, fucking doing it. It's fucked. And uh, she's like, oh, Travis, please come and help me. Like, like fucking belittling him. And I, I don't know the full. You know, I, I was I wasn't there. You know, he's fucking Johnny Depp. You know, I don't know. He's a, a, probably also a crazy person. You know, if you consider all the characters he's played and whatever. But it really feels like she was always the aggressor. You know, and people are fucking uh, on his side about it, and rightly so. Because less time for. I remember I was working in a cinema when the last Pirates Cabin film came out. And we used to get the Sun newspaper in uh, free. It was just a Sun stand and, you know, we had to refill it and whatever. they drop it off every morning. So this this Amber Heard-Johnny Depp thing when they were getting a divorce, it was like a big thing and everyone thought that he was a wife beater. Legit. I was. I even thought it, you know. Up until maybe a year ago or six months ago, I, I was sure he was a, just a terrible person because... That's what I'd heard. But it turns out that she's just... She's just a fucking crazy bitch who... He's just... Was just like stuck with, you know? It's, if you get... If you can see the details of it, it's nuts. Like she'd do stuff like fucking... There's... Oh my god. The Johnny that fucking like... The end of his finger... Was in the news because he... Like when he was in Australia... That when they had the whole dog situation... You must remember that like... They smuggled their dogs into Australia while he was filming *Pirates of the Caribbean*. Um, and he fucking uh, someone. No, yeah, yeah. He got there was a picture of him getting off a plane. He you had know, like a cast on his hand, and he he made up some and he said some bollocks about how he'd done it or whatever. It was some he accidentally punched a wall or something. I can't remember. Um, but he's come out now and he said that he fucking that she threw a bottle of vodka at him. And the first one missed him, went went past his head, and the second one, he had his hand on the on a bar, on the bar, and it fucking smashed in his hand, and it cut off the top of his finger. And for like a year, he just pretended, and he had to, he got fucking like it got infected, and he had to go to hospital, he had to have surgery. And there's an interview with him where he where he shows the finger, and it's just the top of it is gone. And there's a picture of him just lying in a hospital bed, and his finger's just fucked. And you can see the, the like, the, the aftermath picture, I think that was released as well. That's another thing about this court case, everything's coming out, you know, there's, there's picture evidence, there's audio evidence, there's all this fucking, like, crazy shit going on. You know, I want to, you know maybe this will be, like, the next uh, American crime story, you know? Where someone's playing Johnny Depp and someone's playing Amber Heard, you know? It's like a whole legal case, That'd be, that'd be cool. Maybe. Maybe that'd happen. But yeah, she fucking... She shit in his bed as well that happened. She cut off his finger. She fucking, like, just, just punched him all the time, apparently. She was just constantly... And I watched this video. I mean, you can't... I, I don't... Yeah, Maybe they're all... Maybe all of these are taken out of context. All the, the compilation I saw of how she's just really, like, aggressive all the time. And you see her on shows and on... Uh, in interviews and she's so like aggressive and when someone's like teasing her or whatever she's always fucking hitting them like hard you know it's yeah poor poor Johnny (laughs) his career was like ruined because of that really like what's he done in the last like five six years from what I've heard he's fucking broke because he spent all his money he bought an island and he's got like 14 houses and there was a rumor that he was going to buy a house near me, where I live, at one point in fucking Essex. Someone, someone said that, like near where I live. Apparently, he's got fourteen houses and he just never goes to any of them. And he's got an island and a private jet and he spent like thirty thousand dollars on fucking wine. Like he's living the fucking Johnny Depp life, you know. You got a hand it to him. He's fucking Johnny Depping the Johnny Depp up, you know. But it's, like, but it's just. I I don't know. It's just I think it's just a point where you get that famous and everyone you can't go anywhere in the world without people knowing who you are, where you just go insane, maybe. And he didn't know that she was gonna turn out to be crazy. And he's probably crazy too. But you know, from what we from or finding out, um not in a, not in a violent way, it seems uh she's she's the violent one you know but yeah nuts nuts and you can watch videos of fucking because there's been 14 days of it and uh the first day there's like you know 10 people outside the courthouse and they're like clapping as he as johnny shows up and booing when she shows up but now there's like hundreds maybe not hundreds maybe there's like a hundred people there and um on the last day, Johnny Depp had like handwritten notes and like bandanas in envelopes, and he gave it out to all his fans. So he's coming out. He's looking really good from this, you know. I don't think that Disney will hire him again, but, um, you know, maybe he'll make so much money from this lawsuit. And he's got another lawsuit that he's filing in uh, America maybe he'll make mad money from both of those and he won't ever have to work again which would be a shame because i do like johnny depp he makes he makes some good, he does some good performances you know jack sparrow is great the first one there's a film called ed wood where he plays um the 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 b movie filmmaker ed wood which was a tim Burton film really good that's probably my favorite johnny depp film and dead man as well dead man's pretty good um this, I, I like neil young a lot but the the guitar Soundtrack didn't really work, it's kind of annoying. Those are the only, only Johnny Depp films I can think of at the moment. Oh well, I saw the, like the, <laughs> this is unrelated, really. I saw the last like five minutes of Bridget Jones, it was just on TV. My mum was watching it. God. What garbage, (laughs) garbage film. (laughs) What garbage film that is. (laughs) Oh no, she's got to choose between Hugh Grant and Colin Firth. Oh no, she's got to write it in her diary. I don't know why I'm doing Russell Brand. Oh no, what are we going to do? Like, that's the whole film. I don't feel sorry for you. You live in fucking, like, Covent Garden or Soho, and uh, you've got to choose... Oh, no, I've got to choose between... I've got to choose between Russell Bratton... I've got to choose between Colin Firth and Hugh... It's like, what a bunch of shit. What a bunch of shit. And the, the ending, spoiler alert for Bridget Jones' diary, that came out in, like, 98 or something. Um, Right at the end... She's just managed to convince Colin Firth to come over, and the whole film she's been writing shit about him in his, in her diary. Um, and uh, she's like getting ready because she's gonna like you know they're gonna get off, and he's like waiting for her in the living room, and she's like, oh, go read, go read something while you're waiting if you want, and he's like, oh yeah, well, and he fucking like goes over to the stack of magazines. And she's in there like, what pattern, what pattern shall I wear? Shall I wear the, the, the tiger ones or shall I wear that? the whole film's just that <laughs> <laughs> and uh she uh he obviously he finds her diary. And it's like his character's name is Mark Darcy, and it's the stuff written in there like, Mark Darcy is the biggest like I hate him, what a horrible thing. Mum really set me up with Mark Bloody Loser Darcy, but so, obviously, he leaves and, you know, you're as an audience member, you're meant to think. And then she looks out the window. She's like, Mark, where are you going, Mark? And he doesn't reply. He doesn't just turn around and go, oh, no, it's fine. Because as an audience member, you're meant to be like, oh, no, he's walk, he's leaving. That's how the film's going to end. He's just going to walk off. Like, if you're an idiot and you think that. Um. So, she's like, oh, I'm going to just, I'll run after him. Even though he's not that far, I'll run after him if I can see him through the window he can't be that far but I'm just gonna run all the way and it's snowing out it's near Christmas it's snowing out and I don't have time to put on any trousers <laughs> <laughs> she's fucking... she doesn't put any trousers on so she's wearing these like leopard print pants and like, a cardigan and like slippers and she's running after him even though she was close enough when she was on her flat to see him she still has to run like three streets away and runs past a homeless guy and she's like, Oh, wish me luck. And he's like a fucking homeless guy. And he's like, I don't give a shit about your life, Bridget Jones. All right. It's fucking snowing outside and I'm fucking homeless. All right. Do you think I give a shit about you, Colin Firth and Hugh Grant right now? Okay. You work in TV. Can you buy me a bottle of fucking tequila, please? But anyway, so she's <laughs> she's running after him. She's like, Mark, Mark. And if... You know if in the logic of the film he's gonna turn around and say, "Oh, she's buying you a new diary." That's actually the logic of the film why didn't he just turn around and go, "I'm gonna buy you a new diary you know she he can obviously hear her he's not that far away because he she saw him through the window, <sighs> but because the audience has to think, "Oh no, he's just she's not gonna be able to find him." He's going to walk away. The whole film's going to... What a tragedy. She, He can't hear her. And then they meet up. and oh, It's so fucking stupid. It's so fucking stupid. He's like... No, she's like, I'm so sorry, Mark. I didn't mean any of that when I wrote my diary. Diaries are all bollocks anyway. Or something like that. And he's like, I know that. That's why. I, that's why I bought you another one for a fresh start. And then they hug each other, and then they kiss each other, and it's snowing, and the film ends. It's so fucking. St- oh, <sighs> look right. Okay, I think there's maybe one Richard Kerr's written film that I like. And I think that film is The Boat That Rocked. I don't mind The Boat That Rocked. Because I think it's just because of the cast. Reese fans, Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, Bill Nye, Kenneth Branagh, like great cast, you know. Like, high-shelf actors. Philip Seymour Hoffman is, like, one of the main characters. Like, he's not even the main character in that film, you know? And you know, he's great. I think it's the performances more than the script in that film. But I don't think I've liked a single other Richard Coe's film. I don't like Love Actually. <coughs> actually. I don't love Love Actually, actually. I think it's, like... It's, it's a scam. Those films were a scam. Those films where it's like it's fucking twenty different storylines going on at the same time, and you've got to invest in all of them, and they're all just slightly different, you know, like that that film uh, Valentine's Day with Hayden Christensen, no New Year's Eve with Hayden Christensen. Those films where it's like fucking like oh no, my sister and my brother, oh no, uh, my brother's with him and my sister's with him, and it, and I'm and I'm the assistant of a big boss, and I, I'm in love with him, but he's cheating on his, and it's like. Just just like just just one character, like I can focus on, please, you fucking hack. I'm not saying Rich Curtis is a hack, right? I'm just saying there's a lot of hacks out there that write a lot of hack scripts. And those rom com films are written by hacks. Because they're all just the same variation of the same story. bright an original rom-com. Thinking trying to think of an original rom-com idea. It doesn't exist because there's just so many of them. That that everything's been done in terms of rom-coms. Everything's been done. You just have to just have you got a handsome guy. Got to have a good-looking girl and he's like trying to He's like he wants to get with her but she's like a bit too out of his league or like or she's a bit too kooky. Or like she's like it's she's the main character and she's like I'm just I'm just so nervous going into work. I don't want to see him in there. I can't go into work and see him because he's just too it's just shut the fuck up. (laughs) Garbage. The most garbage genre. Right, well this has been um, Dishcast. Thank you for listening. If you've got any emails, I'm not even gonna check that I got any, because I know I didn't. No, fuck it, I'll check. I'll just check. Just to, just in case. Just in case I got sent an email. Check my email box. Uh nope not even one not even spam not even spam if you want to send an email for a potential subject or you've got a story to tell or a joke or a poem or literally anything if you send me something to my email address which is dishboymax at gmail.com if you send me an email to that email address it will one hundred percent be read on this show. Guaranteed. That's the Dish Boy podcast. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. That's all I. That's all I can say now. That's all I can say about that. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, West Side Gangsters, I'll see you next week. Hopefully, we'll have a new episode for you next week. Thanks for listening. wrap it up.